Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to an all-new episode of the Metropolitan Report. I am your host, Alfred Parsar Jr., where for the next hour or so, we're going to talk about any and everything New York Mets baseball. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, and we're going to talk about what we've seen in the last week or so uh, with the Mets and their spring training situation. Uh, we're going to talk about the young guys. We're going to briefly touch on the Lindor uh, extension, which we're not going to talk about too much because I don't want to beat a dead horse. And just talk about some of the latest notes and news uh, coming out of Clover Park, Port St. Lucie, uh, with the Mets spring training camp. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about, I um, want to wish a get well soon to Jose Martinez. Uh, Jose uh, suffered a torn meniscus in Sunday's game against the Miami Marlins. Uh, Jose was playing first base, went to go field a ball um, in foul territory, uh, had a collision with the umpire, and had to be helped off the field by uh, Luis Rojas. Uh, they're saying that uh, he'll get surgery this week, and he will be out for at least four months. And a torn meniscus, that's not an easy thing to rehab from. And it's not like Jose Martinez was going to be like uh, an everyday player, a starter, an all-star. But he is a guy who's had experience. Uh, he was battling for a bench spot on the roster. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jose Martinez, he's a former St. Louis Cardinal. And he is a former Tampa Bay Ray. Uh, he had a really good 2017. Hasn't been the same since, but he's still a serviceable bench bat. And a guy that uh, any ball club would like to have uh, if you need a pinch hitter. Uh, with that being said, with Martinez done for the rest of spring training, that opens up uh, a, a roster spot, or not even opens up, but uh, it's going to make things a little bit easier for some of the other guys battling to make the team. One of those guys, Albert Almora Jr., the former Chicago Cub, 2016 World Series champion. I know we talked about Albert on previous uh, episodes of the Metropolitan Report, but Albert's having a heck of a spring. He's getting hits. He's he's batting well, and uh, he's fielding well. Uh, yesterday, in the game against the Cardinals, he made a beautiful diving catch uh, out in right field. And um, that catch uh, was in the second inning. Uh, took away a, a, almost a short base hit from uh, Edmundo Sosa. And with Jose Martinez out, because we already know Kevin Pillar is probably going to be a lock to be on that bench uh, with the Mets outfield platoon situation. But with Martinez out, Martinez plays first, and he can play a little bit outfield. But Almora, he's most likely going to make the opening day roster if he keeps his spring training play up the way it's been going. And again, he is a guy who's uh, not going to be an everyday player, not going to be an all-star, but he's won a World Series. He's a guy who, unlike a lot of this Mets roster, Knows what it's like to play uh, deep into October. So he's going to be a, I believe, a valuable piece to uh, make the ball club. Uh, let's listen to some comments um, that Luis Rojas, the Mets skipper, made about Albert Almora late, uh, late yesterday. Albert's so young still, like he's 26. Um, he's exciting to watch. Uh, we'd, we'd had fun so far just watching him uh, on the field putting some good at-bats, putting some good swings. Uh, great defensively. I mean, he made that great play. Like you said, he got up and he, he wanted to make a throw to home and trying to get a shot. That's hard to do. And uh, 
and you know he's poising the outfield uh knowing the wind doing different things and like like you like you said on on the heads up play and the ball in the dirt it, just a lot of things that he's doing he's ready um i like his uh his character like towards the game like he's you can you can sense that he's a winning player so uh, I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the team, you know, to have him around. So throw him in in the three positions in the outfield, and then you know I think uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna help us a lot this year. So clearly, Almora is somebody who Luis Rojas really really likes. And you heard towards the end of that clip there, um, Luis Rojas says that he's that Almora is a guy he looks forward to having around on the team. And with the way he's been playing, why not? Um, also, uh, there were some roster cuts. As you know, the Mets had 75 um, total players in their spring training. Amongst the 75, you know, prospects, guys who you would never expect to make the team. Uh, among those guys who were cut, um, high-valued prospect Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, Ronnie Mauricio, and Matt Allen, as well as um, former first-round pick Brett Beatty, Mark Vientos, and JT Ginn. Uh, all have uh, been reassigned to minor league camp. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio uh, is the is the most notable one because Mauricio yesterday he had the go ahead RBI uh, base hit. The game was tied three three, bottom of the seventh, and Mauricio smacked a single that drove in two runs, and uh, the Mets went on to win five to three. Uh, Mauricio's had a solid spring, a solid camp, and. He's a guy who is, if the Mets hold on to him in the farm system and they don't trade him away to try to get a big-name player, uh, Ronnie Mauricio very well could be uh, a key piece of the future uh, going forward in the next few years. Um, of course, he plays shortstop. Francisco Lindor is at shortstop, um, but Mauricio can also play second base. And... I I liked what I saw from the kid. I mean, he had a couple of errors this spring, but, um, you know, what young player is not going to have errors? Uh, he was trying to make the club, trying to make a good uh, impression on the team, on the scouts. So, you know, nerves probably ate him, but he was solid with the bat this spring. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong also um, decent spring. Of course, these young guys, they're not ready. They're 19, 20, 21. Not to say we haven't seen 19-year-olds in the majors before because, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. in 2019 uh, made the opening day roster as a starter for San Diego, and he was a 19-year-old kid, and look at him now at 21, but these guys, they need more time, more development. But the future is bright for the Mets organization, especially with Crow Armstrong and uh, Beatty and especially Mauricio. Uh, Luis Rojas, uh, the Mets skipper, had um, some really, really high praise for Ronnie Mauricio. Uh, matter of fact, let's let's hear what he had to say. Ronnie's been great. Uh, look at the at-bat he took today. Uh, I keep praising the young guys, um, just the quality of bats that they, they, they take. Um, you know, he's made a couple of errors in, at short, but they, they've been aggressive errors. I mean, he had nothing that he's been like, tentative or second guessing himself or like in between he's just aggressive going to the ball throwing but everything's been aggressive you can always teach easier from that uh he's at bats have been great uh on time making adjustments uh this looks really good uh very mature uh at the plate and on the field that ball was, that wasn't an easy play that last uh 
play he made of the game there with the wind and everything. So, you know, and and, and him and, and the other guys, the other young guys have been kind of like that. But Ronnie definitely made a great impression on me. I mean, he's uh, grown up, mature so much. And we've always been, you know, praise his abilities. But just to see the baseball player as well, you know, uh, uh, get up there with the tools, that's that's exciting. And you heard Luis Rojas. Uh, he did praise the young guys, but he kept saying the young guys. He kept grouping them, the young guys. The only name that he kept mentioning was Mauricio. And it's interesting to note, Mauricio, like I said earlier, had a solid spring, solid bat. Uh, in all of the Grapefruit League games that Ronnie Mauricio played, he was batting 455. 455. Average in baseball is 300. A good average is 300. Um, 275, 250. This guy was batting 455. So imagine that. Uh, this kid, if he could keep that up, uh, he's got a bright future. And again, he'll be one of those uh, great cornerstones of, of the future of the franchise if the Mets hold on to him and uh, hopefully don't use him as trade bait. But again, a 19-year-old shortstop. Uh, he hit 455, and again, although uh, Luis Rojas kept praising, quote-unquote, the young guys, Mauricio is the only one mentioned by name. As far as somebody who I would like to see make the team, uh, I'm going to go to the bullpen. Uh, I want to see Jerry Blevins uh, back in flushing. And I know some people are saying, Jerry Blevins, why him? Well, I'll tell you why. First off, when we did have him from 2015 to 2018, he was a solid reliever. Also, uh, Jerry Blevins is a veteran, somebody who could um, provide leadership to that bullpen that seems to struggle from time to time. And with Jerry Blevins, now I know he, he didn't pitch last season, but I'm going to chalk that up to the same uh, equality of a guy who opted out. So a lot of people will be like, oh, well, Jerry Blevins didn't pitch in 2020. Well, yeah, Marcus Stroman opted out in, in 2020, so... 2020 was only 60 games anyway. How, how many games was a reliever realistically going to get in uh, out of a 60-game season? Uh, but Jerry Blevins, again, veteran, postseason experience. Uh, he, he's been proven to be uh, a good lefty specialist, which is hard to find in, in the majors nowadays. And Jerry's looked good so far this spring. In several appearances, he's only given up one run. And he looks to seem to be the Jerry Blevins of old. I know he's had issues with the elbow. And uh, a couple years back, he had Tommy John. But he's uh, he's not looking bad. I know last season, uh, last spring training, last year, he was uh, with the San Francisco Giants. Didn't make the club. But that doesn't seem to have deterred him because Jerry's looking great. Um, I, I don't have anything negative to say about uh, Jerry Blevins. Um, so far this spring, um, he does have an ERA over four, but again, it's only spring training. Uh, he's made two appearances and in those two appearances, he's pitched one, one inning each. He's only given up two hits in, in two innings, one run, one earned run. So not bad. And, uh, he's only walked two batters. So not too bad for Mr. Blevins, but I would like to see Jerry Blevins back, um, he hasn't struggled like Batances did. He didn't struggle like Familia has. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like to see Jerry Blevins uh, in this uh, New York Mets roster come opening day out of the bullpen. Uh, another guy who's impressing in camp who's fighting to make the roster uh, is Sam McWilliams. Uh, Sam McWilliams, the reliever, 
a career minor leaguer, has never pitched a day uh, in the majors, uh, no major league experience outside of spring training. Uh, he was former property of the Tampa Bay Rays and the Kansas City Royals. But McWilliams, fastballs reaching 97 on the gun. Uh, he had the bases loaded in the ninth inning yesterday uh, against the Cardinals and retired three consecutive batters, did not surrender a run. So that's always a, a good sign. And McWilliams, he's got two saves and two opportunities so far this spring. Now, I know, again, it's spring training. Uh, you can't read too much into spring training. But again, Sam McWilliams, he's looked good. And it's not like he's, they're facing pure minor leaguers on the opposition. So, I mean, they, they, Sam McWilliams has looked good. Uh, again, two two opportunities, two saves. So he's perfect there. And uh, he's not struggling. Now, 97 on the, on the radar gun for his fastball. That, that's, that's pretty good. And again, I, I like what I've seen out of Sam McWilliams. Don't be surprised if you see Sam McWilliams uh, on the opening day roster uh, when the Mets open up in Washington against the Nationals in the in, in the first week of April. Uh, Sam McWilliams has made a believer out of me with that play. Um, David Peterson throwing intra-squad games. Uh, there was a game yesterday where the the members of the Mets roster who did not uh, play in the game yesterday against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they did a simulated game. Of course, for those people who don't know, simulated game. Uh, the hitters are facing pitchers, they're, and they're they're taking pitches at, at full speed of what would be thrown in a game at them. Uh, just no no nobody playing the field, that's all. Um, and from what all reports say, David Peterson, uh, he, he pitched... Uh, against Francisco Lindor and Michael Conforto and looked pretty good. Of course, Peterson, along with Joey Lucchesi, who was acquired from the San Diego Padres, and Jordan Yamamoto, who was acquired from the Marlins, all fighting for that uh, fifth spot in the rotation. Of course, one through four is already locked up. Uh, DeGrom, one. Carrasco, two. Stroman, three. And Taiwan Walker, four. Speaking of Taiwan Walker... Uh, Taiwan Walker yesterday made his spring training debut. Uh, Taiwan Walker uh, pitched two innings in the in his uh, spring debut for the Mets. Now, Taiwan Walker, again, a guy, split time between Arizona and Seattle uh, last season. Had a great 2020, considering what it was, shortened 60-game season. But he's been a guy, he's had injuries. Um, this was his first spring training start since... 2018 of course he missed all the camp last year injuries well not injuries but you know covid and then the year before he had the tommy john but uh taiwan walker is a guy who looked good um funny story he chose jersey number 99 the only other met who ever wore 99 history turk wendell uh the former reliever uh sent him a care package <laughs> licorice and a uh a shark tooth on a necklace but um, now Taiwan Walker, he he looked good. Uh, Taiwan Walker had a solid start uh, against the Cardinals yesterday. Only allowed two runs on two hits, walked two. But um, he pitched two innings, only threw only threw thirty six pitches. And if you want to make comparisons to other Mets on the roster, took Jerry's Familia 30, 30 pitches to get out of one inning, six more pitches to get uh Walker um out of out of two. You do the math. That's uh, that's uh, that's not bad at all. 
That's uh, 18 pitches per inning. So not too bad. Um, I always say, you know, 15 pitches is where you'd want to be ideally to get out of an inning. But you go three more, that's still not bad. So uh, Taiwan Walker, he looked uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, he is slated to start at least four more times before the spring is up. And again, uh, he looked good, even though the uh, the Tommy John was a couple is a couple years removed. But again, Tywan Walker, he he looked good. He looked pretty good. Um, here's what Luis Rojas had to say about Tywan Walker after making his Mets spring debut. It, it, it's it's one of those outings that you know, like it started. Uh, even though with the three walks, like you know, typically you make moves on a on an outing like that but like you want to see what it you know what he does after that and i think he did the, the you know the made the adjustment came back uh uh got the strikeout got a pop-up and and he was able to get the last out another pop-up so you know it's just he was smiling at the end of the um of the game there so you know it's definitely been there's going to be some talk you know we have uh probably about some of the things that he saw from his from his perspective I liked everything uh, from him today. He, he threw the ball well. Fastball was firm. Um, he, the split change that he has was good. Verbal, uh, uh, you know, we saw a couple there hitting really, really fine. But uh, yeah, second inning was just a little fastball happy. They got to him on the fastball. I thought a little bit, but uh, I like the mix of the of the pitches that he has. I, I like. I mean, his poise on the mound is great. Uh, he was. Uh, uh, good holding the ball and being quick to the play. So a lot of good things out of the first time um, uh, pit for him pitching in the uni against another uni. So, uh, you know, a good overall day for him. So it'll be interesting to see how Taiwan Walker looks um, throughout the next four starts he has this spring. Of course, it's just spring training. They're only going to give him uh, one to two innings max. But again, uh, he did have a solid uh, two innings, 36 pitches, only gave up one run. So not 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 too bad. Um, again, this is a guy who made a comeback during a, an, an abbreviated season. So it remains to be seen how he'll perform. But if this spring so far is any indication, then, uh, it's going to look pretty good. Uh, other news, uh, around camp here in, uh, St. Lucie, uh, around, among the Mets, uh, Kevin Pillar continues, um, to have a good spring. Um, the guy is a base hit machine. Um, we already know it's solidified. He was going to get a, a bench spot on the club. Um, originally, I had him beating out Albert Almora, but now with Jose Martinez done for the spring uh, with the torn meniscus, Almora will more than likely make the opening day roster, but Pilar was no question. Um, just continuing to have a good bat, and I like what I see out of Pilar. And the Mets' offense overall is clicking, so... Uh, Pilar is in good shape. Uh, he's going to fit right in. If he could carry this momentum from the spring into the regular season, uh, then by all means, uh, I, I see uh, I see very good things um, heading Mr. Pilar's way. But a uh, good pickup for the Mets. Uh, I can't I can't continue to sing the praises of Kevin Pilar this spring. If you listen to the the past two Metropolitan reports, I think it's a solid pickup. Uh, the guy, if you look at his highlights, defensive highlight reel. So, one place of concern uh, for the Mets is the defense. Uh, as you know, uh, the Mets, if you take a look at their position players, uh, Pete Alonso, 
has made his fair share of errors at first. Uh, Pete Alonso is much uh, is is much of a guy that reminds me sort of like David Ortiz, great hitter, will strike fear in the heart of a pitcher, but sometimes the defense is not all there. Uh, Dom Smith is is a concern defensively again, uh, and as I mentioned last week, this is a guy, first baseman by trade, didn't learn how to play the outfield until he got to the majors, which it wasn't even by choice; it was out of necessity that he learned to play left field. And um yeah, uh, when you got a, a first baseman by trade who has a certain build, he's not built for for the outfield per se. If you look at his body type and then you put him out there, I don't know how you expect overnight success. To his credit, he has been working on his defense and is getting better in left field, but again, a full season at left field. We don't know what type of liability uh, he'll be. Uh, you want to take a look at the Mets uh, in, a, in an advanced analytical way. Um, their defensive runs saved. Uh, in uh, last season, they were negative 22. The year before, 2019, which is a bigger sample size, uh, only because it was a full season, uh, 86 defensive runs saved. So... Uh, what is defensive run saved, you may ask? Defensive run saved quantifies a player's entire defensive performance by attempting to measure how many runs a defender saved. It takes into account errors, range, outfield arm, and double play ability. It differs only slightly from ultimate zone rating in, in its formula, but the concept is the same. Uh, what is the formula, you may ask? Well, defensive run saved uses baseball info solutions data to chart where each ball is hit. So, for example, a center fielder sprints to make a nice catch on a fly ball. Uh, then the data tells us that similar fly balls get caught 60% of the time. That center fielder gains essentially a 0.4 bonus for difficulty. If he can't make the play, he loses 0.6 points. Uh, at the end of the day, that player's overall score gets adjusted to the league average. And then that score gets adjusted for how many runs the once-adjusted score is worth. And then if you want to ask why it's useful, uh, it provides a more in-depth way to evaluate fielders than some traditional defensive stats do. Um, if you are confused, it's okay, because baseball analytics sometimes is hard to judge. But uh, pretty much, in a nutshell, um, it just takes into account errors, uh, double plays, um, outfield assists, and... And uh, puts that against how many runs were allowed. So uh, defensive runs saved. Negative 22 last season. They were 26th in the majors. The year before that, 2019, negative 86, 28th in the majors. So the Mets defense needs some work. Um, also, J.D. Davis, who has primarily been an outfielder um, these last couple of years. Because, you know, uh, 2019, Todd Frazier was at third base. Um, Jeff McNeil split time at third last last season, and then they brought Todd Frazier back. So J.D. Davis has been in the outfield fairly often, and you move him back to third. He is a third baseman by trade. However, when a guy sporadically hasn't played that position, will he will he struggle? And then uh, Jeff McNeil has made some errors this spring. Jeff McNeil is usually a sure-handed defender. So these are all concerns. Um... These are these are all concerns. Um, 
Now, however, the Mets did upgrade defensively at catcher and shortstop. Of course, James McCann uh, at catcher, solid defensive catcher. And uh, there's no secret with the amount of gold gloves that Francisco Lindor has won uh, that that's an upgrade. But the Mets are still rating below average uh, around the diamond. So, uh, yeah, defense is a concern. And uh, if, if, if you guys think I'm wrong, then uh, feel free to let me know. But also... Um, Brandon Nimmo, his defense has been a little spotty uh, through the years. Uh, that's why uh, it's interesting to see how guys like Almora and Pilar, because Albert Almora, uh, for what it's worth, if you if you look up his highlights, he's he's robbed some balls at the wall on the Ivy and Wrigley Field. Kevin Pilar, no secret secret what he's done in the Rogers Center. Again, you could always uh, look up look up uh, what he's done. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the Mets defense uh, plays out. I don't think the Mets are gonna lead the league in defense, but I uh, I do uh, I am looking at this with optimism. Uh, spring training, there hasn't been that many errors by the um, uh, by the big leaguers who we know are gonna make the team. So that's always a bright spot, but the defense is one place that I am concerned about. Uh, last thing we're going to touch on. I know I said I didn't want to beat a dead horse here, but uh, according to the Mets front office, this week is when they are uh, saying they're going to start with the Lindor extension talk. And again, like I said last week, or last episode I should say on Friday, um, I think, uh, five years, 120 million is, is suitable. Um, of course, if they lock Lindor up more than five years, then hey, so be it. But five years, 120. And again, Lindor is a guy you want to lock up. I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I, I said what I said on Friday and I'm going to stand by what I said. No need to, uh, drill it like a broken record, but Francisco Lindor, five years, 120. Um, give him a player option uh, each of the last two seasons just in case uh, he decides he doesn't want to be a Met anymore. And uh, lock up him and lock up Conforto and uh, do what you need to do. But uh, Lindor has been proven to be a, a well-liked guy. He's been having fun. He commandeered an outfield camera on, uh, on SNY during the uh, spring training telecast yesterday. But again, I uh, I firmly believe that uh, Lindor has um, everything it takes to lead the core. Uh, when I say the core, I mean himself, Conforto, Alonso, McNeil as as guys who who, who can who are gonna be the face of the team, possibly a household name. But they they gotta get that extension done. Gotta get that extension done. And I know uh I know Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen will come under fire if they don't pay that man. And think about it. Steve Cohen threw all this money at Trevor Bauer, threw all this money at George Springer, and didn't get either of them. So you missed out on those two, and you still have all this excess money in the bank that you weren't able to spend because George Springer and Trevor Bauer both declined your offers. 
So why don't you just give that money that you were going to spend on those two guys and split it up between Lindor and, Confor and Conforto, especially Conforto, who's been in the organization um, or been on the team, the Major League Club, rather, since 2015. All his contributions, he definitely deserves uh, that type of money. And, of course, he was our leading hitter last season. Uh, they they need to... Uh... Conforto's done a lot. He's done a lot. And and he's still young. He's in his prime. He still has a lot to offer. Uh, pay that man. Lock up Conforto. And, uh, lock, and let's lock up Lindor. But, yeah, so... And uh, with that being said, so again, just to recap, I want to see Jerry Blevins and Sam McWilliams uh, on the opening day roster. I think with uh, Jose Martinez uh, done for the next four months, uh, that should solidify Albert Almora's uh, roster spot opening day, especially with the strong spring he's had. Um, and again... Uh, the Mets' uh, upcoming schedule, now that they've trimmed the roster a little, we're getting uh, more into the meat of spring training. So, uh, no game today. Um, tomorrow, Houston. Friday, Miami. Uh, Saturday, Washington. St. Louis again on Sunday, and an off day, Monday. So, I will see you guys again on Monday on the next Mets off day. Uh, this has been the Metropolitan Report. Uh, if you guys want to reach out... Uh, Look us up on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, share your opinions with us. Uh, if you think I'm wrong on anything I've said, then tell me. And until then, the only thing left to say is, let's go Mets! <laughs> <laughs>